Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of The Informed Catholic. Today, we're going to do the readings for the Sunday of the third week of Advent. Third week of Advent. So, this is going to be episode 189. If you like what I do, please subscribe and share. I would greatly appreciate it. So, let's begin with the opening prayer. Uh, we still can't do the Gloria. So let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, Ever-Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision, Christe elision, Christe elision, Christe elision, kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. All right, so let's uh, begin. We are in the third liturgical cycle. I'm not going to say year C because it sounds so artificial and not it doesn't have a natural sound to it it sounds just you know i kind of think it's uh, it's uh, does the faith and injustice all right okay so the first reading is from zephaniah the lord will rejoice over you with gladness a reading from the book of the prophet zephaniah Shout for joy, O daughter of Zion. Sing joyfully, O Israel. Be glad and exult with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has removed the judgment against you. He has returned, he has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You have no further misfortune to fear. On that day, it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear not, O Zion. Be not discouraged. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty Savior. He will rejoice over you with gladness and renew you in his love. He will sing joyfully because of you as one sings at festivals. Okay, let's read it one more time. Shout for joy, O daughter Zion. Sing joyfully, O Israel. Be glad and exult with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has removed the judgment against you. He has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You have no further, misf you have no further misfortune to fear. On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear not, O Zion, be not discouraged. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty Savior. He will rejoice over you with gladness and renew you in his love. He will sing joyfully because of you as one sings at festivals. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay. 
And the next um, reading is from, uh, actually it's not a psalm, it's from Isaiah, but it's a psalm from Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 12. Cry out with joy and gladness for among you is the great and holy one of Israel. God indeed is my savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and my courage is the Lord. And he has been my savior. With joy you will draw water at the fountain of salvation. <clears throat> Cry out with joy and gladness for among you is the great and holy one of Israel. Give thanks to the Lord. Acclaim his name. Among the nations make known his deeds. Proclaim how exalted is his name. Cry out with joy and gladness, for among you is the great and holy one of Israel. Sing praise to the Lord for his glorious achievement. Let this be known throughout throughout all the earth. Shout with exultation, O city of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Cry out with joy and gladness, for among you is the great and Holy One of Israel. Okay, second reading, Philippians, the Lord is near. Uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 to 7. A reading from the St. Paul's letter to the Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always, I shall say it again. Rejoice, your, your kindness should be known to all. The Lord is near, have no anxiety at all. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts, minds in Christ Jesus. One more time. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again. Rejoice. Your kindness should be known to all. The Lord is near. Have no anxiety at all. But in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. So one of the things that stands out to me is um, have no anxiety. I mean, there's a lot to have anxiety. I mean, a lot that gives us anxiety these days, right? I mean, with the the way things are. I mean, I, uh, you know, I sometimes have to work overtime and I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm getting weary uh, of this job. I've been at this job now soon 25 years in March. And, um, it's, it's, it's frustrating because really in a sense that I'm kind of done with it. You know, obviously after 25 years, I'm done with it. I only got a five more years to go and I can finally retire from that place. But it's, it's anxious because I know I could do, I could be doing something more meaningful, not just you know, I mean, it's not so much the financial thing anymore. It's it's meaning and purpose. 
it's meaning and purpose. And I don't, I don't, and I'm kind of fed up because it's not just the job, it's the culture, the culture of the place I work with. I'm fed up. It's, it's a museum. It deals with the art world. And I used to think that this was a play. This was the kind of world I wanted to be part of because, you know, in a sense, in the beginning, one time I thought about being a comic book artist, an animation artist, dealing with all the fantasy stuff and everything. And, you know, because I, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy that stuff. I was going to, I thought to myself, oh, one day I'll create great things. But now, now seeing the way everything is, seeing, finding out after my conversion, what I believe in and the world, which I thought I loved, I thought I looked up to. All of a sudden, now it has things in it I oppose. I don't believe in. I don't care for. It represents paganism to me. It represents idolatry to me. It represents um, it represents certain perverse things I don't care. There are some elements of, of it I still like. But a lot of it now... The more deeply I grew in Christ, the more deeply I found myself growing in Christ, and the more I find the, a lot of that world, I find it, it disgusts me. The art world itself in general to me, I can't stand anymore. The comic book world, the world I thought made me happy. Now I look at it with different lenses. Doesn't make me happy. And now the more, the more I grow in my faith, the more I'm beginning to have anxiousness. I want to serve God and I want to do things that are holy I want to do things that makes that make that have meaning, not brownie points, but that have meaning. You know, you want to do something in your relationship with God. You want to do something for God. You know, and one of the answers I found is I've gone more into prayer. The more I read about prayer, and the more I put pra I put to practice those things I read, it helps. But yes, I still have anxiety. I have anxiety about what will I do with the rest of my life. I have anxiety about meeting the bills, paying the bills. Uh, I have anxiety about, I, you know, even the people I work with, I'm finding them, I hate to say it, God forgive me, but burdensome sometimes because a lot of them don't share my values or my beliefs. And a lot of them, you know, their behavior is, is not Christian. They're, the way they think is not Christian. You know, you're, they're your friends and you want to tell them you want to tell them about this life. Some of them, some of them are my friends. Some of them, it breaks my heart. You know, 
It's a lot of things. And the more, the more you grow in Christ, the more you begin to realize the world around you is, is, is becoming more and more distant. Not that I want to be distant. I'm, I'm not saying I'm better than them, but it's, like I said before in another podcast, it gets pretty lonesome. The friends who I do share the faith with, I don't spend enough time with, any time at all. And the friends I do, I don't share the faith with, I spend more time with, but yet at the same time, it I can't share my faith with them. It's it's a it's it's a very frustrating thing. All right, let's move on uh, to the gospel. All right. The, this is the uh, gospel reading, and the quotation is taken from two parts. Uh, the actual original quotation is Isaiah 61, verse 1, and it's cited in St. Luke's gospel, chapter 4, verse 18. Alleluia, alleluia, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. Alleluia, alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 3, verse 10 to 18. What should we, what sh, uh, should we do? The crowd asked John the Baptist, what should we do? He said to them in reply, whoever has two cloaks should share with the person who has none. And whoever has food should do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized and they said to him, teacher, what should we do? He answered them, Stop collecting more th than what is prescribed. Soldiers also asked him, And what is it that we should do? He told them, Do not practice extortion, do not falsely accuse anyone, and be satisfied with your wages. Now the people were filled with expectation, and all were asking in their hearts, whether John might be the Christ. John answered them all, saying, I am baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand to clear the threshing floor and to gather the the wheat into the into his barn but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire exhorting them in many other ways he preached good news to the people the gospel of the lord praise to you lord jesus christ amen so here we're introduced to john the baptist saint john the baptist and he's preaching to the people He's out there, charismatic. Uh, he's grabbing a lot of attention. He's People are curious. They're curious to hear what he has to say. They're curious to, to see if he's the real thing, if he's really, um, truly the real thing. And interesting, what you notice here, he's not telling people to revolt. He's not telling people to make uprising. 
He's not telling the people to overthrow the establishment. He's not calling people to commit an act of violence. And I think that's very important because what he says is important. What is, is he trying to rally people to create an army? He's not. He's not doing that. He's calling people to change the way they think. He's calling people to, to, to take consideration of their neighbor. They, what should we do? The crowd asked, what should we do? He said to them in reply, whoever has two cloaks should share with the person who has none. Okay, that that's very interesting. I mean, think about it. Back then, the conditions, the way people are living, the way people are, uh, the way, you know, mentality. I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, as someone from the Middle East myself, I mean, I know there's thousands of years of difference between the time of John the Baptist and now. But, you know, people, people naturally don't want to have anything to do with other people. People, you know, are very, I mean, families, especially Middle Eastern families, um, uh, Arab Muslim families, they're very private. You know, I mean, yeah, there are religious uh, virtuous behaviors that people can practice. But when times are tough, people, people are very tight. When times are tough, people tighten the wallets. They tighten their belts. Uh, they don't want their neighbor to know what they have. And they don't want people uh, imposing themselves on them. But here he's he's telling people because... The political and, and and social and economic situations, the way it was back then, uh, with the taxes they had to pay the Herod, the taxes they had to pay to Caesar, the taxes that they had to pay to the temple to keep the upkeep of the temple, the tithing that some people had to give to their local synagogues, uh, and you know it's it's it was they were taxed they were taxed to the brim, back then they were taxed right to the nose. Um, you know, it's not, uh, it's not an, you know, it's, it's a tough thing. Making a living and, and making ends meet was not easy, you know, but, but here he comes and he's telling people to change the way they think. He's telling soldiers to be satisfied with your pay. He's telling tax collectors, don't extort, don't, don't, don't take more than was required of you. He's telling people to share their cloak. He's telling people to share their food. All right. He's telling people to be considerate, to be considerate and take your, you know, be considerate to your neighbor. See what you can satisfy for, with the needs, for the needs of others who are in, who are in desperate need. It's, you know, and, and with many other forms, he was calling people to a different state of thinking. And many people wondered if he was the Christ. All right. And then people asked him, are you the Christ? Uh, they want, many wondered in their hearts whether John be the Christ. 
John answered, saying, I am baptizing with water, but but one mightier than I is coming. I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. Now, when he said that, that he's talking about relinquishing his right as the bridegroom to the high priest, to, 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 the, to the bride Israel. And he's saying he's taking off his sandals, but he's handing his sandals to Jesus. I am not worthy, uh, he says here, uh, to loosen the thongs of his sandals. When he means his sandals, he's not referring to taking off Jesus' sandals, but he's saying the sa- that, that the shoes that I'm wearing are not mine, but I'm not even worthy to hand, they're really his shoes. I'm only filling in temporarily he is the true bridegroom because remember later on in John's gospel, gospel St. John, he says he refers to Jesus as the bridegroom and Jesus many times has used the bridegroom as a metaphor for himself. So here we see John is surrendering the office of the high priest. He's, he is a descendant of Aaron and he's ending the high priestly line of Aaron and handing it over to Jesus of Nazareth who is the true high priest who will be the true one who will who, who will say you know who, who will save Israel not only Israel but the world what John is doing here is preparing people for the Christian state of mind the complete change in 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 a state of thinking there's an old saying and if you ever seen Jesus of Nazareth the the, the mini TV sh- uh, series TV show you should watch it's good there's a line where you have Herod Antipas talking to uh, John the Baptist, played by Michael York. Um, John the Baptist answering, "Men must men's hearts must change before kingdoms change, before the world changes." You could say, you know, people's hearts must change before the before the world changes. And that's true. You can't change the world if you can't change the way people, people's hearts. It's not the thinking, it's the heart. You could try all you can to get people to act and think differently. You're never going to do it. It's the heart. The heart of the individual has to change. They have to get rid of all the, the violent desires, the violent the violent needs, the violence, the selfishness, the I has to go or has to change the way you think of yourself as an I before you could change the world. And that's true. Okay. Um, let's end it here. Okay. We finally got Sunday done with. It's uh, been a little tough with with my job and everything. I know I put him out a little late, a little off track, but Hey, it's better than, uh, than nothing. All right. Um, let's say the, uh, the Nessian Creed in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, one of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation he came down from heaven, and by 
the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. He rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the whole the Lord, the giver of life, who has proceeded from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. He, I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins and the resurrection of the world to come. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless.